Is it time? Yeah, it's time. Welcome to the True Craft Podcast. I am your host, Chris Farman, and I'm joined by co-host, Katie Noel. This time around, we are all about one thing, killer conversations with close friends about the state of craft. Oh, it's going to be good. I hope to open the box on fresh topics while honoring the path that got us here. Let's do it. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of the True Craft Podcast. Today we have Terry Horner from Liability Brewing out of Greenville, South Carolina. What's up, Good Terry? to be here again. Things are things are going well over here. Good to be here again. I'm glad you asked me back. That means the first time around I must have did something right or not done too much wrong. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great. So for all the listeners that want to hear Terry's story and how he got liability started, check out season one, episode seven for the recap. We're we're gonna we're gonna just move right along into the topic. But before we do that. I do want to shout out to Greenville once again. It, it remains one of my favorite cities in the South. Is it still cool? It's it's still cool. I mean, it's cool enough for you to visit twice, right? Three times? How many times have you been to our place? Twice at least. So we drive through there all the like every time we go to North Carolina, Asheville, which right, is right. yeah. So which is often, but we've stayed there twice. Yeah. Yeah. It is still cool. Uh, still growing, lots of uh, great things going on outside the beer community, and lots of great things going on inside the beer community too. Good. I want to hear a couple examples? A couple examples of cool things that are going on. Yeah. Uh, great question. So, um, lots of development. I mean, I think if you if you are a reader of Southern Living, I don't know, I don't read it, but my wife does, and her friends do, and a whole bunch of people do. Apparently, because it's successful. Greenville is always in the top five or top 10 of best cities to do this thing, live, uh, retire, like all of the things. So um, we're super close to the mountains. I mean, I'm, I'm a transplant here. I've, I've lived here a little over 11 years and um, we came here from the mountains. We came here to the proximity of the beach, you know, all that stuff. But um, it's a great, it's a great spot. We've got a great university, Clemson University is down the road won a couple national championships if folks are into sports, um, lots of engineering talent and other folks coming out of there. And so we have a little bit of a college feel, not too much, but we've got uh, BMW's uh, US headquarters are here. So all of the X-Series vehicles in the world, not just the US, in the world are made in Greenville and Spartanburg. And uh, yeah, other cool stuff are just, we have new restaurants, new venues opening up every other week. So it's booming. Uh, it's booming. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of hard to compete with as a, as a small brewery, but yeah, it's, it's booming. We, uh, we did not have the downturn during COVID like a lot of places did. We kept going up and up and up and uh, there's continued development and all kinds of uh, awesome things that are being built here. Very cool. Yeah. So as mentioned in our original episode one, the relaunch of the True Craft podcast isn't so much about the brewery story as it is about the people behind the beer, the founders, the the owners, 
And I, I really want to get through, because we all know that most breweries started within the same manner. And today's episode is really a testament to Terry, you and your wife and, and what you guys stand for. Uh, and the, what we're going to talk about today is how you've, you've become a certified B Corp. And I have always been super confused about this. I knew it was a designation. I didn't know who handed it out. I didn't know how you get it. Can I someone know... tell me what that is real quick? A certified yeah. beer corp? Yeah, we're going to get to that. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna totally we're gonna totally get to that. But I just want to give a little rant in that um, you have completely changed my outlook on what uh, a B Corp is, and and we'll get more into that in a little bit. But let's start off with tell us what a B Corp is. Yes. So in a nutshell, a B Corp is a there, there's two things, and I'll I'll talk about them independently, even though they're related. So. A B certified B Corp, what we are, is a certification like LEED or anything else like that, where you go through a rigorous um, process of evaluation from a third party, and they come in and have long, really long check checklists and point systems where they evaluate everything about your company to determine if you live up to that standard of becoming a B Corp. Um, and so what it really is, though, like as a designation, as a benefit corporation, which I think 36 states have now, um, it's been ramping up over the last five or six years, where it's like C Corp, LLC, any other corporate designation, but it is codified separately in law of each state who has it, where the you're basically incorporating not just to be a capitalist, not just for profit, not just for the share, you know, the the board and all the shareholders. You are uh, meant to be a force for good. So, and that includes, uh, you know, the community, your employees, uh, the way that your business practices, everything, you know, basically you live by a different code and that code is not profit, which is, I understand, totally ironic given the people I'm talking to here. Chris, you have the hat that says profit, but don't get me wrong. We're not, we're not throwing profit out the window. Anyway, um, it allows you, it allows you to, uh, have a different designation where it's not just all about profits. And uh, it's something that I learned about probably like 15 years ago uh, where the, the legal sense, but then B Corp, the actual certification came around and it's kind of like an accountability standard for that to say like, yeah, you can, you can legally designate yourself as a benefit corporation. Each state will have its own requirements for what you need to adhere to the public benefit report that I sent you, like other other things you have to check boxes on. But when it really comes to being held accountable uh, of, of what the standard of what most B Corps have become, it that, that's that's what the B Labs is the name of the company, the nonprofit that does the B Corp certification. Are, are B Labs the only player out there that certifies B Corps or they, do they have... Um, that's actually a question I don't know the answer to. They are the they are the nonprofit that does this. Okay. Uh, I would imagine like LEED and other things. There are probably other certifications, but when you talk about uh, B Corps and the in the seal, you'll see the circle with the B in it. That uh, that is B Labs. Okay, and and tell us a little bit more about the certification process. Yes, is it days? Is it just someone camping out there? Is it you know, walk us through it? <laughs> So uh, funny story, This we, we started our certification two months before COVID ha happened. Oh. And so that changed the whole entire 
dynamic of how this process worked. Uh, normally, they say that it, it, it's supposed to be six months. So when we when we first started thinking about it, we went to a seminar at GAVF uh, at Patagonia in Denver, and they it, uh, Patagonia was there, Upslope, and some other uh, New Belgium were there talking about their process. And basically, they said, just go fill out the survey, see how many points you have. You're going to have more than you think. And then you start talking with the B Labs folks, and it should take like six months to a year for all of that stuff to, to work its, itself out. That was not our story, nor do I imagine uh, it was the same story for other folks who did it during COVID because um, B Lab, I believe, had to let some people go. There was like all kinds of upheaval all across all industries, and it was a lot harder to communicate. There was no in-person factor for us. Uh, we basically had to provide tons and tons and tons of documentation around all the things we did. And then they picked through that with a fine, like the, one of the finer two combs that I've ever, uh, ever been picked through by mm -hmm. and told us, you know, here's where you're lacking. Here's what you need to work on. And so it was for us, it ended up being uh, from the time we started it until the time we were actually certified. It was a little bit over two years. And if, if it was an in-person deal, it would take about six months, you said? Uh, I'm sure. That I'm sure. Okay. That when, I'm not sure how much things have changed since COVID. I, and I know that they're also, B Lab is revamping their process. So they're kind of, they have this core process that us and all the other B Corps went through. They're certified now. And they're adding like five more standards to the criteria. And so the next time we go through recertification, which happens, Every couple of years, we will go through this new standard that they're that they're about to put out. Okay. And what drew you to wanting to get certified as a B Corp? Uh, very great question. So I, I think I mentioned already, uh, I had heard about benefit corporation as a concept uh, many years ago. And I have always been a type of person who is trying to, you know, make an impact on make a benefit on the world and do this to for, for reasons that are not just capitalist. Um, and so codifying that is really difficult. Like how do you, if we're, if we're talking about sustainability, uh, sustainability B Corp is sustainability is only one part of it. Sustainability is a big uh, topic with, with all craft brewers. We're agricultural product, we're local, you know, we, we, we are able to have those conversations with folks. And so that, that in and of itself is, is great. And I think uh, allows us to, to convince consumers that we're doing something differently than, you know, mass produced products. But it really, for, for me, I, one of my superpowers is building teams and I, I've always tried to figure out a way that I could build a team that was sustainable, that I could pay people well, probably better than, than other in the, others in the industry, that uh, really took their needs into account and their growth. And so I come from tech, which that is a little bit easier because we had money flowing in to do those kinds of things. But translating that to uh, and giving another example is giving employees uh, ownership in the company. I come from a place where in tech that, that kind of, I don't think we pioneered that, but it was a very big, it was very important to the founders of all companies that I've ever worked for and the companies that I've built that this was more than just about us trying to make as much money as possible in as short a time as possible. 
um, we wanted to take care of each other, build something that was long-term and, and that people believed in and that, that, that our customers believed in. And so part of that is um, making things sustainable for employees and, and keeping them around, investing in them, because I'm a big believer in you, you, you get out what you put in. If you're going to pay your employees a tipped wage, which in every state is nothing, and I don't know how people live on, um, you're going you're gonna to get what you pay for. But if you pay and invest in not only the, the financial aspects of things, but benefits, health insurance, um, educational opportunities, uh, you know, everything that, that goes with building a, a great person, that person's going to give back to you more than what you put in. And they're going to want to remain a part of your organization, which ends up, you know, it's the rising tide effect. Mm -hmm. it, you, you, you treat your employees well. This is not just hyperbole. Treat your employees well, you invest in them, and you get the best possible you, you allow them to do the best work of their lives. And that's, I always was trying to figure out a way to do that. Um, and, and with B Corp, this standard, it's one thing we were, we were already doing a lot of this stuff before we got um, certified. But the standard, when I really thought about it, and I was glad you picked this topic of the ones I gave to you, by the way, the standard is really, it holds us accountable. Mm -hmm. It, it allows us to, it's like a mindset. You know, mm -hmm. my employees will, we don't recycle glass in South Carolina. I, <laughs> the state doesn't. So too expensive, but we figured out a way to do it because it's important to us. Um, you know, we just got uh, the ability to sell kegs to consumers in South Carolina. Initially, it's like, all right, just do a one-way keg. It's plastic. They can throw it in the trash. No, that creates waste people aren't going to recycle it you can't recycle the whole thing so we're not doing it that way we're going to use our stainless steel like we do for in-house and have them bring it back to us because that's you know it, it really makes us think differently and there's ton like hundreds of other tiny examples of the, of the decisions we make because we are a b corp because it's a mindset that we hold ourselves accountable to all the time like it, with every decision we make what was one of the biggest changes that either came down from B Labs or you learned from this experience that you had to make as a as an op operating business? Um, not too many, to tell you the truth. I think uh, a lot of it was more we were already practicing things, and they wanted us to document that we were actually practicing the things. So having that evidence that you do this, we're not just going to take your word for it. We need to see numbers. We need to see the financials. If you're saying you're paying a livable wage, we need to see that. We need yep. to see how they asked us for how close people live, all our employees live to the brewery. There's points based on like how far people are wow. live away from, from That's their interesting. brewery. Yes. Um, I'd say maybe one of the bigger ones is uh, focusing on buying things from local companies instead of that reduces your carbon footprint all that stuff instead of um you know companies throughout the country but sure. if you are doing business with others throughout the like for instance we can't grow hops in south carolina the, the climate just doesn't allow it but crosby is one of the bigger hop producers out hop producers out there and they are also a b corp so we 
pretty much exclusively, except for like a tiny, like half a percent of our hops where they're specialty hops. We buy all of our hops through Crosby and they, they have their own B Corp sustainability and, and, um, you know, benefit processes like we do salmon safe, like all kinds of things that they do that align with our values. So we didn't have to change much, but like I said, because we believed it, this was our, yeah. we, we were just putting in, a, in on paper, what we actually believe. And, um, I think, yeah, the local thing was probably the bigger, cause it's easy to just go on Amazon, right? Like I need this today. We're, we try not to do that. Yeah. Did you see a shift in your culture? when you made this transition? That's a great question. I think in little ways, yes, because we always talked about sustainability and, and we always talked about livable wages, but <laughs> this is a silly example. Um, ironically, Chris, it was right before I saw you in Minneapolis at that car smashing after party thing we went to. Um, there is a, there is a that sounds like a, That sounds like another story that we got to hear. Yes. There's a, <laughs> Well, all the all the craft beer people who were at that CBC know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so there was a piece of there was a sign up sheet, and uh, one of my brewers was in front of me, and it had lines printed on it to sign your name. And he's like, "No, I'm just going to write in the margins because I don't want to waste paper. That's B Corp right there." <laughs> and I was like, "It's it's those like little all of these little things like that add That's up." Funny. And, and it's kind of like this thing that is in the back of people's minds all the time where they start to make decisions, even subconsciously, they're making these decisions because of the way the things we, we believe and the accountability we hold yeah. ourselves to with the certification. It totally sounds like you had the mindset going into it. So the whole process sounded, sounds like it was enjoyable and it's something that you, you wanted to achieve at what you weren't going in begrudging or, 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 or chapped about it. So uh, that's, that's awesome. Well, I, I would say it, it wasn't enjoyable. The process itself was not enjoyable. Well, but is that because of COVID? I think a lot of it was because of COVID. Um, but it's also because it's hard. Like it, this is not meant to be something that everyone can achieve. And so if y'all have ever, not if, all the hard things y'all have ever done, I guarantee you there's been a time where you're like, why am I doing this? This is, I already do all these things. Why am I going to, why do I need a certification? But you stick through it and you get it. And that certification at the end is all these things I've talked about already. So uh, the process wasn't fun, but that should not scare anyone away because building a brewery isn't always fun. Building an accounting firm for breweries isn't always fun. What do you sure. mean? <laughs> um, who, who would you recommend? So if someone's listening and they're, they've been thinking about this, who would you recommend to become a B Corp or to go, go through this process? What would you say about that? Um, I, if, if I, if I go back to the, the person I was when I initially heard about benefit corporations, I think every company can do it. And, and I don't know if every company should do it, but if you really truly believe in all the things that I'm talking about, and there's lots of other things out there, um, then you should do this because it is a way to hold yourself accountable. And it really does change the way that you operate your business and you, it changes the way you treat your employees and forces you to, <laughs> it forces you to be better humans maybe than otherwise. 
and who who shouldn't do it who shouldn't do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know uh there are some in like there are some industries where people are just trying to make as much money as fast as possible they probably shouldn't do it uh they won't fit or you know industries where I don't know, actually. I wasn't anticipating that question. I'm going to think about that and get back to you. Yeah, please let me know. <laughs> so, Terry, I've known you for, I'd say, at least eight years now, six, seven or eight years now. And this is all making sense now. It's all it, it's all coming together with this conversation. It really is. I, all I was, my numbers you look at and you're like, what is he doing? Now it's all. You know, I mean, that, but more than that, more than just the numbers, right? Because sometimes I do feel alone on the profit pedestal on my pulpit like screaming about profit it it so it's sometimes like all right do you it's enough right there's got to be more to it than than just just profit so this is um this is all making total sense before the episode you forwarded us a beautiful annual benefits report yeah. i mean i've and i and i my first question to you before the show started was does your does this uh b labs create this 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 beautiful handout or, or printout. And you said, no, actually you and your wife did it. Tell us a little bit more. Tell us what it's called. Uh, tell us who, who do you give it to? Who do you like, what's the purpose of the report? Yeah. The, the purpose of the report, that's, that's a state requirement, a state law requirement that if you are a benefit report uh, corporation, you have to report on what your benefit is. Like, what are you actually doing to deserve the designation of a benefit corporation? And so this particular report I linked you to, that is the public copy of it. Uh, we also, for our shareholders, there's only three, <laughs> there's only three of us plus our employees that uh, we also have a shareholders version of the report that offers all of the numbers for our financials so that our employees can see it, the shareholders see it. It's something that we, like another part of the B Corp uh, certification I didn't mention is transparency. So we talk about these things all the time with everybody. And this report, um, you know, it, 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 the public can go out there and see how much um, how much waste we diverted from landfills, how much how much money we deserve or percentage of profits we donated to charities, how much like all of those types of numbers that uh, show the, the actual impact that we're having, because this is measurable. Right. This is not yeah. we're, we're just taking these steps. This is. We there here are our numbers here. How much CO two gets we save by spending and, and various things like that. Uh, and is this this is just public? So can we put it in the show notes, Katie? Can yeah, we somehow yeah. publish this in the show notes or yeah. make it okay? Yeah, it's on it and it's on our website too. So anyone that goes to our website can see it. Publish this link. That's what it's out there for. Yeah, not the only ones. Very doing cool. This so we have an episode coming out in a few weeks that is about brewing sustainability. And I have the feeling that it's going to be focused on brewing sustainability. Like yeah. what do we do yeah. with our grains? What do we do with our water? This, this B Corp is way bigger than this, than Correct. just brewing. It's the whole, and I, I, I love it. I, I never um, really put the pieces together as to how powerful and how, um, how, how good this can be for the, for, for the company and and so on. So uh, great stuff. Uh, can, uh, do you mind if people reach out to you if they have questions? 
Yeah, that's not, I don't mind actually. Just yeah, please reach out to me. Uh, we had help along the way too. Upslope was gracious enough to help us and uh, also tell us we were crazy because they had a dedicated person. Like this is their whole job is doing B Corp wow. and all of the things. And we we didn't we only had ten people at the time when we were doing this, and most of them were either making beer or selling beer. So um, this was my this was a labor of love for for my wife Kathy. And she would be, she was kind of the, the, you know, driving force behind all of this. And um, I was going to ask you if she could come along today, but she couldn't make it. So oh, um, love to perhaps a later, perhaps a later podcast, but yes, please reach out to us. We had help. We, you know, the times we were pulling our hair out where we didn't understand what they were asking for. Upslope helped us. And I know that when we called them, they said, yes, of course, like we'll, we'll talk to you about this. And I would imagine that all of the other 17 B Corp breweries throughout the country would be glad to help as well. It's part of the part of the deal. So you're one of 17? One of 17. And if I read, I'll read some names that you might know. Alchemist, Allagash, New Belgium, Brewery Vivant. Those are those are some bur- uh, creature companies. Yeah. Uh Brewery Vivant, I think, was the first one, first B Corp brewery. And then, uh, so those are B Corp breweries. And then like, of course, Patagonia, Allbirds, Athleta, Ocean Bottle, those are like big national B Corp companies. It, we, for, brewery, for breweries, we, we are a very small so, you, so it's 17 total B Corps, not 17 eight. brewery B Corps. No, it's eight. It's 18, including us, oh. total brewery B Corps. I'm not actually sure how many B Corps there are. There are only 22 total B Corps in the state of South Carolina. I know that. But okay. uh, worldwide, this is a worldwide thing. This is not just the U.S. Yep. Um, so worldwide, I'm not I'm not sure on what the numbers are. Shout out to Brewery Vermont. We love Jason and Chris. They're just amazing people. Great, great operation operators, owners, and just good people. Very inspirational to us and this yes. whole thing. Awesome. Well, hey, Terry, I really appreciate you coming back on the True Craft Podcast. This episode was huge. I learned so much about this and I'm, dude, I'm kind of motivated. I'm kind of motivated, Katie. You think we could become an accounting B Corp? I think it's possible. I think we have a lot, we're all remote. I don't know. Something. (laughs) We got to look into it. We got to see if there's how many CPA firms are, are B Corps, if any. We'd be the first. I guarantee you there's at least one. Yeah, I'd be shocked if there wasn't. I'm curious now. You've got you. You have completely opened my eyes to this this concept and this certification, and I'm I'm like motivated now. I have a new a new burst of energy to to, to explore this world. Good. I I have done my job as a B Corp owner. Then you, it, it just comes across your passion for this. Yes. Like I wanted to ask you as a as a brewery owner. What is your like, what do you see as your purpose for like yourself in that role? And I feel like you've already kind of, you know, gone through that. But if you had anything else to add, I'd love to hear it. I I love hearing you talk about it. Summing it up, it's taking care of people, you know, building something that makes a positive impact on the world and seeing smiles on people's faces as a result. That's it. I love that. Awesome, man. Where can people find out more about Liability Brewing? Uh, we are on all the social media things, and our website is liabilitybrewing.co. 
our uh, all our social handles are at liability beer and you will not uh, have trouble finding us if you want to reach out perfect love it all right man i appreciate your time and we'll talk to you soon all right sounds good thanks for having me see you buddy Thank you for listening to this episode of the True Craft Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player. And if you are just dying to know what Chris and I look like, you can head over to YouTube for a video recording of the show. Links to cool information about our guests and other fun facts can be found in the show notes. This podcast is sponsored by Small Batch Standard, the premier financial agency built to serve the craft brewing industry. We help craft breweries grow profits through outsourced accounting, tax compliance, and growth consulting. Visit sbstandard.com today to learn more and request a discovery call.